What is going on, everybody? Welcome into Anti Up. Howard Bender and Adam Ronis here from Fantasy Alarm. What's up, Ronis? How are you doing today? You got a good day? You were sweating some NBA stuff yesterday. How, how are you feeling today? Well, Jacob DeGrom is on the mound, so you know how I feel. Uh, he's pitching well. The Mets aren't fucking scoring. So just the same, same <laughs> shit every time. And I even I tweeted yesterday. I'm like, because the Mets offense did shit yesterday. I'm like, oh, looks like the Mets offense is ready for the Jacob DeGrom start. Because they had one run on seven hits on Tuesday. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, if you had under one minute before Adam Ronis drops the first F-bomb, well, cash your tickets, baby. Because that bet just hit. <laughs> it's just it's so frustrating man i mean they they don't score for anyone right now i mean their offense is just abysmal uh at least your yankees are starting to turn it around which we knew was going to happen especially in camden yards but man i mean this mets offense just can't can't do anything right now it's so so bad it's just you know they i don't know if the mets are just trying to help baseball and speed up games because you know their games go fast i mean this game wouldn't be further along they actually had a delay because the home plate umpire took a foul ball off his face mask. It was kind of scary, man. He started falling back, and Christian Vasquez saw it and immediately grabbed him. Uh, and you could see he was definitely shaken up, even walking back to the dugout. Um, so that otherwise, this game might be in the sixth inning now. Yeah, that's uh, that is a scary thing, and you know, good kudos to to Vasquez for catching that one there and and seeing it, man, dude. It's a uh, it's crazy. I mean, I don't know. I, I played, so I played uh, catcher in little league and I've taken, you know, I took bats to the face mask, you know, on the swing, I've taken hits to the head. Maybe that, that probably explains a lot right now. Think, come to think of it. Um, but yeah, dude, like when you're sitting there and you're like trying to stay in the game and you know, all of a sudden it's like your vision gets a little blurry and you start getting a little woozy and everything starts to spin. That is not a good feeling. I'm I'm nauseous just thinking about it, man. I went through that a couple of times. It's it's no no good, no good. But yeah, I'm sorry that your uh, that your Mets aren't hitting. I'm sorry that Michael Conforto for six is like his new name. Terrible, dude. It's terrible. It's everyone, man. It's everyone in this. It lineup. really is. Like, how the fuck is Francisco Lindor? Oh, I'm sorry. Excuse my language here. Um, Francisco Lindor hitting 209 on the year, dude. It's crazy. I I don't know, man. I just I don't get it. You got Jack no McNeil. answers. You Jack got Mc... no answers for us. Because how am I supposed to see McNeil's a, a good hitter? He's hitting 212. I mean, it's just uh, Dominic Smith is hitting the ball hard. Is kind of has nothing to show for it. Um. Yeah, I mean, Nemo's the only guy hitting. He sat yesterday. He's dealing with a little bit of a hip issue, but um, JD Davis is hitting 382. That's about it. And can't field. Right. So can't, can't can't play the field, but that <laughs> dude can hit. They're making, uh, look, they're making Nick Pavetta look like Tyler Glass now today. Dude, that's always the worst. Fucking Nick Pavetta of all pitchers, too. He actually has a 2.92 ERA, though, on the year. It's like, is you know, let me see. What is his. Right. But do you like, here's the thing, like, you know what? And this, this actually, this ties in perfectly to the Ronus bonus this week, because yeah, I, I get what Nick Pavetta's numbers are right now, but let's not forget, like, this was a guy, his last name used to be a verb, right? When you used to be like, oh, how's your fantasy team doing? Oh, well, my ratios just got pavetted yesterday. Right. I mean, it was brutal. So, you know, yeah, he's pitching well right now, but I mean, 
Well, the underlying numbers. No, the walks rate is still high. The BABIP's low. He's not giving up home runs yet. I mean, I wrote about it today. I mean, people could check it out, Fantasy Alarm, but one of the players that I wrote about was Steven Matz. And what you're looking for is when players are off to these good starts, is there anything that changed? There's nothing that changed with Steven Matz. Velocity is the same. There's no change in pitch mix. He's just allowed fewer home runs. And if you look at the schedule, it's not going It's not going to last. He's been – three of his four starts were on the road. Now, on Wednesday, he's at home against the Nationals. Now, the Nationals lineup is not good, but Matz is after a bad start tonight. Six hits, three runs, one K and three and a third. Uh, he hasn't allowed a home run yet, but that's been Matz's biggest problem. So that's a guy where I don't see it lasting. As much as I want to see him succeed, uh, I just don't see it lasting because at some point, especially those games in Dunedin, He's going to start giving up home runs. So he, he, it was like at Texas, uh, he had like real favorable starts, like in good ballparks. And mm-hmm. at some point, especially as the weather heats up, those home runs are going to start to hurt him. So there are certain pitches you look at, you go, okay, there's a change here. He's got a new pitch. He's changed the pitch usage. I can see this lasting. And then with some others, you're like, well, look who they face. Look at the matchups, face bad offenses. There's nothing to suggest that this is going to last. All right, so let's go through it then. Let's let's look at some of the the starting pitchers who off to really nice starts, who you believe in, who you don't believe in. So you don't believe in Matt's? Um, Well, I think he can be okay, but if you think like, oh, he found something, now he's at a new level, I'm not buying it. Like, the, you know, people are going to say, oh, well, he just needed to leave the Mets to change the scenery. I'm not buying that. I mean, you know, I mean, different pitch sequencing. Could you look at that? Have you but checked his, his, his everything's spin rate? The same. Not everything's – I didn't see the spin rate, but the pitch mix is all the same. The velocity is the same. It's all matchup-based so far. He's pitched on three favorable ballparks out of his four. This is only a second home start, and he's been fortunate on batting average balls in play, and he's not allowed home runs. That's been his biggest problem throughout his career, and he pitched in City Field. So it's not like, oh, he's coming from Cincinnati, and that's the problem like uh, Anthony DiSclefani. No, the, he pitched the city field and his career homer per nine was 1.46. And now it's 0.77 this year. Okay. All right. So, so he's not going to fall off a cliff, but you're still not buying it. Right. Like if someone thinks like, Oh yeah, I got a top 30 starting pitcher here. No, I don't see it. Okay. All right. What about um, leading off your article? Here's Trevor Rogers. Um, where are you at with him? Like this is a this is a fantastic start. Uh what three and one with a one two nine ERA. Um, his strikeout numbers are, are rock solid, only four walks in 18 innings. I don't see him pitching at this level all year, but you know, what kind of a drop-off are we looking at? Nah, he's legit. I bought into him. I, he was someone that I was targeting in the spring, got him in many leagues. I tried to get him in every league, but there were actually a couple leagues where I couldn't get him. Um, but yeah, he's got the pedigree. He was a first round pick, 23 year old lefty throws hard, good slider. Yeah. The innings is going to be the big concern because he only threw 28 last year with the Marlins and he skipped triple a, um, but where did you get him? You probably, I mean, I, Oh, he was like free. He was free in drafts. I mean, I took him in the 20th round of the NFBC main event, which is a 15 team league, but I knew if I didn't take him there, I was going to lose him. So I had to push him up. Um, I got him in the GST, but in home leagues, he probably in most 12 team leagues, he probably didn't even get drafted. So people picked him up off the waiver wire. So 
look, you always are open to any trade. If someone is going to overpay for someone, yeah, you listen and maybe you make the deal. But I think he is legit and uh, I think he's going to have a really good year. The question is going to be how many innings does he throw? But I don't think you can worry about that because are you going to just start trading away all the guy? Oh, well, this guy, how many? No, just take what you get for the next couple months. And if there is a situation where they have to skip them or limit them, you worry about it then. And there'll be other players that emerge. Someone's got to replace these guys. Someone does have to replace these guys. Man, can you just imagine the Marlins rotation next season when you've got Sixto Sanchez, Sandy Alcantara, Pablo Lopez, and Trevor Rogers, like all with like, you know, a little extra time, a little extra seasoning uh, and and probably not being overly concerned with innings, ma- you know, innings limits uh, next season. That's that's a rotation I want to fish in for um, for fantasy and, and pun intended. Thank you. Yeah, it's all about can they get some offense? They've had a couple. They've had a lot of injuries now too. Jazz Chisholm going on the injured list. Corey Dickerson, Garrett Cooper left today's game. So, yeah, they're they just their offense is going to be their issue for them. Yeah, well, you gotta you gotta figure if you can solidify this rotation, then maybe next year Derek Jeter opens up the purse strings a little bit more. And uh, and and allows them to go after, you know, some free agents who are uh, who are out there. Maybe just kind of, you know, make a couple of improvements here or there, um, and see. I, I think you know it's definitely it's definitely a possibility. It'd be something to to really you know put the Marlins up. Um, you know, sorry for your Mets having to deal with this as the, uh, you know, in that division. <laughs> yeah, it's a tough division, man. <sighs> It is. It certainly is. All right. I want to talk more pictures here with you, Adam. But before we do that, of course, we got to pay some bills, dude. Keep the lights on here. So uh, let's shout out to our sponsor, Monkey Knife Fight. Do you like to play daily fantasy sports? Then you need to check out MonkeyKnifeFight.com. MonkeyKnifeFight.com is the fastest growing daily fantasy site in the world because MonkeyKnifeFight.com is different than the other daily fantasy sites. That's because on monkeyknifefight.com, there are no salary caps and you don't have to play against sharks, which means anyone has a chance at winning. Even you, Adam. Even you. Uh, monkeyknifefight.com has tons of fun daily contests in all the sports you love. Baseball, basketball, hockey, golf, UFC, NASCAR, WNBA, and eSports too. Monkey Knife Fight has it all. You know what else monkeyknifefight.com has? How about a free $5 game for you for just for signing up? And if you use the promo code ANTIUP, one word, A-N-T-E-U-P, you will have your first deposit matched instantly up to 50 bucks. With a name like MonkeyKnifeFight.com, you can be pretty certain you know what you're going to be getting when you sign up to play. Monkeys and knives and fights and sports. Sign up and play today at MonkeyKnifeFight.com. Play, play MKFing win. State and age restrictions apply. See site for full terms and restrictions. So that's how we uh, pay the bills. All right. Leafing through the Ronus bonus uh, available over at fantasyalarm.com. We're talking about pitchers who are off to hot starts or good starts at least. And uh, what to what to make of it, whether to believe in it or not. Uh, you're, you're throwing down about the big lefty. 
in Detroit. Matthew Boyd, everybody loves his strikeouts, but I don't know, man. Can we count on this guy? Yeah, I'm concerned with him, and I have him. I drafted him late. You know, uh, I was early drafts, I wasn't. Then I looked, I'm like, you know what? He's going really late. He's cheap. He had 238 strikeouts two years ago. I'll take a shot because it's not costing me much. Now, if you look at the surface numbers, they're great. Two and two, a one eight two ERA, a zero point eight four WHIP. But man, the strikeout rate is way down, sixteen point seven percent. And you know, home runs. Another pitcher that's had a lot of issues with home runs. He's only allowed one home run so far. Um, he is allowing less hard contact, but man, he's just not getting the swings and misses, and that's going to be a concern. And he's another guy that has changed his pitch mix. When he got the strikeouts in 2019, he threw his slider more than his changeup. And then he's gone the opposite way. And I think that's going to hurt him eventually. Um, you know, he's again, allowing one home run and five starts, man. We know that's not going to change, especially as you, the weather heats up and you go in some tougher ballpark. So he's still allowing a lot of fly balls, 45.5%, a 220 batting average of balls in play. So Man, if someone thinks, all right, Boyd is back. This is what we saw two years ago, and you can capitalize. Again, I don't, you, in a savvy league, you probably can't get much, but I know there's people listening that know that there's a few suckers in their league and they could always make a deal. Uh, I would look to see if I can capitalize now because it's going to be really difficult to continue the success if he can't get more strikeouts. Now, he showed it before. He did it two years ago, but what we've seen so far – uh, it can't, he can't continue to be this good. Mm. I've never really been a big fan. I got to be honest with you. I mean, no, I don't have to be honest with you if I don't want to. I don't give a shit. <laughs> um, but I've just, I've never been a big fan of, uh, of Boyd, you know, and it was so funny too, because, you know, he was going so cheap in drafts and people kept talking about his strikeouts. I'm like, you know what? There's another pitcher out there who everybody talks about how great his strikeout numbers are, right? Robbie, Robbie Ray. Ray. Who the yep. fuck is taking Robbie Ray nowadays, huh? Yeah, there was actually some buzz on him because his velocity was up in the spring, and I wasn't buying it. I've never been a big fan because he just damages your whip, and he's always three and two on every batters. He throws deep counts, and it prevents him from going deep in games. So, um, you know what? I didn't. Yeah, I mean, I, I, his ERA is two eight one so far, but his whip is one point three eight, and that's the problem that a lot of people do not realize with Robbie Ray, man. And I say it year after year. Oh, look at the strikeouts. You know, I can get Robbie Ray. Uh, you know, he threw one hundred seventy four innings in two thousand eighteen and got two hundred thirty five strikeouts. You can't get that late in the draft. Yeah, well, he also gave you one point three four whip. Okay, so. And when you don't, when your whip is that high and you're walking guys and you allow a lot of hard contact, you're not going deep in a game. So don't tell me about wins either. Um, so, yeah, Robbie Ray is someone that I didn't buy into at all. Want to know part of him. Uh, I know this was the cheapest he's been in years. So I get the argument. It's like, well, look how cheap he is. But like what what indication is there you to believe? Why? Because his velocity is up a little bit. Like, I just don't see it, man. And even with his sparkling ERA so far, the walk rate is still bad. It's 13%. And the strikeouts are actually down, 21.7%. This was a guy that three years in a row at Arizona had strikeout rates over 30%. If you want to argue that. But, yeah, Robbie Ray's someone that – and if I'm wrong, I'll say, hey, I'm wrong. But I think last year was – wasn't last year, oh, he's got a new windup? 
Yeah. I think that's what it was in the yeah, new, new delivery. New yeah, delivery. it's like, come on, man. Like, <laughs> it's It's been the same story with him year after year. Too many walks, too many home. Look, he's going to have an outing where he goes six innings and strikes out 12 and allows one run. But then he's going to come right back and go four innings, walking five, allowing four runs. You know what I mean? So it's just the price to pay for his strikeouts, it damages you on your whip. And I'm not willing to do that. Yeah. Well, I mean, listen, it would just it for for right now, like this point in the time of the year, then I'm I'm not really that not, I'm not into doing it. Depending on like, you know, you make this later on down the road and you look and you're like, you know, really, my 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 whip can't get any worse than it already is. <laughs> then I might, you know, might might you know, might do that if I know I can move up elsewhere, but and then going uh, to the AL East doesn't help. I mean, look, the Yankees are going to hit, right? We know they are. Yeah. Uh, the, the Red Sox lineup has been unbelievable. Uh, the Orioles lineup is actually not that bad. I mean, you're not scared of them, but it's not a bad lineup. And Tampa Toronto's Bay, like, good. Well, that's his own team. Yes, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's lucky he doesn't have to face Vlad. It's been a fucking long day, dude. It's, it's okay. been it such a long day. <laughs> well, you better stay awake because you're coming <laughs> late tonight with uh, – me and Fence, they on alarm after hours. So Yeah, what what can I expect from this one here? I don't even know. Well, we're having some type of draft. I guess we're doing some type of draft. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. He 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 threw that out, out at me, said something about a draft, and I was like, okay, great. Uh I don't know what we're drafting. I think we're yeah, drafting. We did one, we did one yesterday, and then he brought in Sandro for best desserts. Oh, oh, what'd you what'd you take for best desserts? Well, I had to stay on brand, so I had the first pick, so I took chocolate cake because I just got to be on brand, right? Oh, well, let me ask this? you something because the uh, I, let me just I don't think we've ever spoken about it. What is your opinion on flan? On what flan? You know, oh, I like flan. Thank you, bro. These motherfuckers were like, oh, flan is. Old. I didn't even pick it, but they were like, we know you're gonna take flan. I'm like, I won't take it since you guys are acting like little little. Uh, whatever um but they're like little bitches okay little bitches little bitches i'm like these guys are like oh it's so overrated it's bad i'm like are you kidding me flan is really good oh yeah dude, I, I love it there's a cuban place by me that has flan with coconut custard on it oh my goodness man because i love coconut too mm-hmm. nah, flan, and i know flan it, maybe they had the bad flan because there are places where it's not as good. You got to get a good. It is it is a really good dessert. Well, it's I mean, if you're getting ones. like if you're getting like flan, like you know, like like uh, almost like a like a canned flan, almost you know, you they, they're in plastic containers now. Yeah, nah. I see them at the I see them at the grocery store. But no, dude, man, I oh my god. So so girlfriends of mine growing up, Puerto Rican and Dominican, grandmas make un fucking believable flan. I mean, it's I I was spoiled. I mean, I was one hundred percent spoiled. Uh, you know, growing up with with that, uh, how do they see? You know what it is? Yeah, they're just they they are they are white boys. <laughs> they are like I mean, there's this there's there's no. That's there's, true. They're not. You know what? I guess because we both grew up in New York, so there is a heavy Hispanic population, a lot of restaurants. So maybe they haven't been exposed to it. No, but Fancy, they act, Fancy, but they Fancy act like, like Great Neck Long Island, dude. Like you can't oh, yeah, get Fancy more white from and Jewish than I Great forgot, Neck Long Island. I, I forgot Fenty is from Long Island. I kept thinking, oh, he's in D.C., whatever. But but still, they act like they've tried it. So I don't know, man. I just don't get it. 
I don't get it either. So I want to know. I want to know what you drafted now. Um, we did four rounds. I did chocolate cake, yeah. peanut butter and chocolate ice cream, mm-hmm. um, a cheese Danish, and what was the other one? Cheese Danish. That's interesting. I love cheese Danish, bro. And especially so do I. You know, when you warm so- it up a little bit. Well, my- I couldn't take. I couldn't take some of the things they took. I mean, it's not like they took anything that I really, really wanted. Um, what was the other one? Oh, I wanted cheesecake, and Sandro took cheesecake. Um, he said New York style cheesecake. Damn, what was my fourth thing? Peanut. Oh man, why can't I remember? Do we still have it on the document? What would know. you have drafted? I mean, there's so many things. I mean, like, how could you not like desserts, right? Yeah, I mean, that's. I mean, that's ridiculous. I mean, listen, even you know, like chocolate pudding. Um, who doesn't love a parfait? Um, I think chocolate. Sandra took tiramisu and chocolate mousse. Tiramisu is to me is okay. I, it's not. I don't like coffee. Favorite. I don't like coffee. Oh, that's no. I I love coffee, bro. Coffee ice cream is one of my favorite. Oh. Peanut butter chocolate one, coffee ice cream two. What the hell did I take, man? I can't even remember, man. Holy shit! There was four. What the, What was my uh, third one? I didn't do flan. I wanted to, and I'm like, ah, you guys are crying. You should have done flan, dude. It would have been a nice, clean, sweet. Did you, uh, um, I'm trying to think of like great desserts. I mean, <laughs> I didn't take apple pie. I mean, yeah, apple pie is good, but whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's kind of. I don't even eat apple pie that much. Yeah. I'd probably go. I, I mean, if if it were me, I mean, I'd definitely be going oh, for like rocky road ice do. cream, sweet potato pie. Okay. All right. I dig it. I dig it. It, it wouldn't make my top four draft wise, but I dig as good sweet potato pie. It's pecan pie that I hate. I don't like pecan pie either. I'm with you on that. You know what's really good? I mean, no one would put it in the top coconut macaroons, bro. Oh yeah, right? dude. Dude. Now I want to go to this bit. I went to I was I was walking the other day in the shopping center. And I've always passed this bakery and I've never went in there because, you know, I try not to eat a lot of that stuff. And I was like, you know what? Let me try it. I'm here. Whatever. Who cares? You know, live life. Right. So I went in there. Uh, they had this coconut puff because I love coconut. I got that and a cheese Danish and it was good. So maybe next time I'll go in there and get some. Well, now that they we did this draft, I'm like, I have not had peanut butter, chocolate ice cream in a long time. So I need to go get it, especially today is like a summer day in New York, bro. It was like 82, 83. Phenomenal. See, all I'm thinking about right now is like a, either like a coconut cream pie or oh, anything coconut, bro. I am or, in or, or like a uh, like a banana cream pie too. That is a banana pudding, bro. Banana yes. Pudding. Oh my god, dude! Have you ever been to um? Have you ever been to a Buttercup Bakery in New York? No. <gasps> oh my god, dude! They've got they've got a a, a banana pudding. That's got Nilla wafers in there also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's some places that do that with the banana. Yeah, they, dude. Mm-hmm. This and and then and then you want to talk about there's a soul like, food spot coconut, that does that by me. Coconut cake at oh, the Buttercup Bakery is phenomenal. Like my wife, when we go to New York, there are like certain things that she has to have. Like you know, I mean, we do that. We eat our way through New York because we're we're fat people, right? So. You know, I obviously have all my favorites, and we try to hit those. She has to hit the the Buttercup Bakery in New York for a slice of the coconut cake. It's a must. No trip is complete without it. Um, it's crazy. Even if she has to like 
like go completely out of her way. She will go completely out of her way just to make sure that she gets it. Yeah, I'd be going on that trip too, man. You got coconut, banana, definitely love all that stuff, man. Yeah, I'll get you the oh. uh, I'll get you the address. <laughs> Sajo said something funny. Sajo picked a cannoli. And he's like, "Yeah, I could fit the whole thing in my mouth." And we were just like, "Oh, we're not going to say anything here." <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can. I bet you can, Sandro. Yeah, I, apparently he's skillful with a cannoli. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I can't wait till I work with him next, just so I can give him some crap about yeah, that. Yeah, I meant to bring it up. Be like, oh, so I heard you're very skillful with the cannoli, son. Right? <laughs> <laughs> He's gonna be like freaking Rodis, right? You gonna? You know, well, I'll, I'll ease it in with like a Godfather quote. I'll be like, <laughs> leave the gun, take the cannoli, deep throat. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my God. Oh, dude. I used to date a girl who lived in Bensonhurst, the, the bakeries out there, the Italian bakeries. Oh, oh I could imagine. God. It's ridiculous. You know, it's like a wonder, like anybody has ever like complained to me about weight because like everybody just feeds me all of this fucking uh, phenomenal desserts and delicious treats and stuff like that. Like, how, how am I supposed to? Like lose any weight when like my wife is buying me, you know, all sorts of like chocolate desserts when she like goes out. Well, it's all about moderation, bro. Sometimes you're going to have to say, no, nah, I can't. But then you don't care. So I, I, I don't care. And why would I want to be rude like that? If she brings me a delicious <laughs> treat, means she was thinking of me. Right. And then I'm going to be like, I'm going to be a dick and be like, mm, no, sorry. I'm watching or my she's, figure. Or she's trying to get rid of you quicker. Oh my God. Well, you know, if she wanted to do that, she could just fucking poison me. Just kill me. Whatever. I don't care. I do it. She doesn't want to though. Cause she doesn't well, speaking, want to. Speaking of that, I, I, I watched this show on Netflix. I don't know if you would like it, but the serpent, did you hear of it? No, what's the serpent? It's uh, it's based on a true story. It's just like you know, eight episodes. I, I just stumbled across it, started watching it. It's pretty interesting, man. It's uh, this guy because I only thought of it because you said poison. This guy would like be in other countries and just get friendly with people, have them rely on him, like, oh yeah, you could stay with me and this and that, and then he'd like poison them with some type of substance where it would get you really sick. And then he was like, yeah, you need to drink this like every day, blah, blah, blah. And then they would just get sick. And then he would eventually take their passport, all their valuables and stuff. And he had like a bunch of passports in his safe. It's pretty twisted, man. It's a sick story. And it's based on a true story. I'm totally going to check that out. I yeah. need something new like that. Thank you. Yeah, I just came across it. And I said, oh, new. and I looked it up. I'm like, oh, this sounds kind of interesting. And I was like, yeah, it just goes to show how some people are just crazy man how they're just not there like i couldn't imagine doing what he did man and yeah see and you know and he, i mean and he did a robbery in india he robbed a bank he escaped bro i don't know if you want me to tell you how he escaped no don't tell him don't tell okay, me okay, don't, okay. Don't, i'm gonna watch it when you only... see how he escapes then you'll be like wow that's, ah, that's don't even i don't even want to tell you okay okay on. don't spoil it here <laughs> i won't dude. i won't don't spoil it you'll get you're gonna get like a text at like 3 30 in the morning from me being like oh my fucking god you see how he escaped 
Oh, thank God, dude. I need something new. Seriously, man. Some of the shit that my wife just keeps picking up now, I'm just like, come on. Oh, it sucks. What? It sucks, the stuff that she picks? Is that Some what of it does. Yeah. Like, some of it's good. Some of it, do- you know, some of it just doesn't. Like, she's at the point now where she, you know, she she's understood the fact that, you know, if she wants to watch, like, some fucking period piece, like a Downton Abbey or a The Crown or something like that, that she can do that shit without me. I have I have zero interest in period pieces. I don't give a fuck what people were like in the 1800s. It doesn't I'm matter with me. you on that, man. I don't usually like a lot of that stuff. I don't like any of it, man. Even like when you're like, look at, you know, like, you know what I do like? I'll say this. I like like an old Sherlock Holmes. Right. So it's it's like, you know, 19th century stuff going on. But it's like, you know, there's the detective aspect of it. But like, I mean, do I want to see what a bunch of like rich spoiled people in in fucking england are 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 like or they're doing back then no because it means nothing to me like you know like i'm not sitting there being like man that was crazy times were tough back then huh when the rich people were just so excited about riding the train (laughs) fuck that (laughs) (laughs) that kind of pisses her off with that i don't know you know i think i've like uh, you know over time now I've just become that guy who just doesn't give a shit anymore. Just give me the, just give me the blockbusters. Uh, you know, give me, give me like those movies, the the big summer blockbusters, and I'll just be happy with the the mindless drama there. I don't need like all this shit. No, I'm with you on that. I mean, the thing about it is, you're not, you're not, you're not a movie guy. I'm a movie guy. All the fucking movies that are coming out now. I mean, I don't even know what's out now. I didn't even watch the Oscars because no, I, I didn't no either. I didn't even know the like. I just what I did is I'm like, all right, what one? I didn't even know any of them. I yeah, I said to my wife, I was like, I have no <laughs> idea what any of these movies are, so I have zero interest in watching it. But then wasn't it a weird year? I mean, there was like most movie theaters weren't open in most places, right? So it's like yeah. I know they were released. I guess what on? I mean, I don't even know were those movies like released on Amazon Prime or some shit. I don't even know what the fuck they were. Adam. Okay, yeah, I don't know either. So I have no clue. Like I would rather, I would rather sit and watch. Episodes of of Impractical Jokers that I've seen 20 times already. I'd rather watch that than to watch like some of this shit that I have to deal with for the Academy. Like I was I was an actor. Like I, I was a working actor in New York for years, right? I mean, I was I was part of that fucking scene. I went to to the American Academy of Dramatic Arts for for you know two years um there. So like you know, I, I dealt with all of that and listening to like shit about the academy and you know and and just seeing the, some of these movies i'm just like ugh, dude so saying that somebody's an oscar winner right now that doesn't do shit for me anymore yeah i mean it's all popularity and politics anyway i mean it's basically a a, a three four hour infomercial for hollywood anyway that's all it is it's exactly what it is that's exactly what it is. I have zero. And people desire. get so excited. We're, oh my god! Shut up, man. You guys are just brainwashed. <laughs> oh, you should come to my. You know what it's like. I'll tell you exactly what it's like. It's like that episode in Seinfeld when they go to the the woman's apartment to go watch the New York Marathon. Mm-hmm. That's that's what sitting and watching the Oscars is like for me. It's like no, there's no interest here. I don't care. Oh look, they're running a race. There they go. Bye bye. Oh, look, you made a movie. I didn't see it. Don't care. (laughs) 
I don't know. I don't think I was in this surly of a mood when we when we first started here, was I? Nah, things changed quickly, man. Really did turn on a dime, didn't it? <laughs> having one of those days, I guess. I guess, or one of those lifetimes, I guess. Bring it back to baseball here. Anthony DiScalfani, do you believe in him? Yeah, I do. I've always liked him. And I think leaving Cincinnati was really big for him. And for some reason, man, the Giants do just a great job of bringing in these pitches and turning them around. Uh, we've seen it numerous times now. So I think leaving that ballpark in Cincinnati was big. Uh, uh, who, I mean, else, who else have they turned around? Kevin Gossman. Uh, no, another fucking guy I don't like. Well, he's great this year. He's leaving Kevin Yards was the best thing for him. The splitter. Nah, Gossman is someone. I wasn't I wasn't targeting him. I only actually got him in one draft. My last draft, the online championship, I took him. Uh, he's been phenomenal. Uh, but Aaron Sanchez, I'm, I'm not buying him. Um, you know, too many walks and the velocity. He's not there. But Cueto has come in and, and pitched pretty good. I know he got hurt. But we've just seen pitchers go there. And just turn it around. I think these Scalfani's next to buy. But yeah, you know, good walk rate, good strikeouts. Um, what, is, what, what is he doing differently? I mean, he's looks like he's throwing his curve a little bit more. Getting um, more ground balls. That's the well, that's the, well, what's he doing differently that he's inducing that many more ground balls? His his ground ball rate is at 55%. Like well, it, it hasn't it's never been higher than 45.1% in his fucking career. What's he doing that he's getting all these ground ball outs? Well, it could be just also a small sample. I think we're going to have to wait, obviously, to see if this continues. Um, right. But he is throwing more first pitch strikes. He's getting more swings and misses as well. Um, you know, sometimes it could be the backdrop of the home ballpark, too. Um, I know that has an impact for hitters. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, I think he's always been a solid pitcher. He's gotten crushed by home runs. Uh, and that was pitching at Cincinnati. I mean, if you just look at the home runs per nine, it's always been a problem for him. Uh, it was 1.3 for his career. I mean, look at some of the years in Cincinnati, 1.88, 1.57, 1.87. You know, the strikeouts, walk, strikeouts walk ratio has been pretty good for him throughout his career. Um, so I think just getting out of that ballpark certainly helped him. I mean, he's had a couple of decent years. Um, yeah, he's had a couple of decent years. I mean, you know, 2016, 2019, um, you know, okay. I mean, you know, good stuff there. I don't know. Yeah. I just haven't, I've never been able to, to really, you know, trust Di Scafani, but I guess I got to give him another look there in San Francisco, um, for that, I guess. Like, geez, I can't do it. I can't deal with the fucking giants fans out here. So if I have to sit there and like praise anybody, come on. I mean, this is this is like the first year in many years that I actually have Buster Posey on like two rosters. How much do you love owning Buster Posey, right? Because you got him in like the 20th round. Nah, earlier than that. But really? Yeah, yeah. I'm trying to let me see. I think I have him. I'm pretty sure I have him in two leagues. I think TGFBI is one of them. Um yeah, I was just like, damn, man, he's still here. What if he's good? Um, Took a whole year off, not mm -hmm. because he was sick, but because he didn't want to, like, risk infection because he's got two baby girls at home. I got him around 18 of TGFBI, 15 teams. 
There you go. So like I said, 20th round. That's, that's I, I got him also in TGFBI. Um, I've got him in a couple of leagues because he was just like he he was just dropping. Nobody was interested in him. And I'm like, you know, spares his legs, you know, spares his knees. And when you get into catchers in that round, it's like, oh, geez, like what am I? Oh, wow. Damn, though. Carson Kelly went around 21. Jeez, that was a great pick. He's been on fire. Yeah, he has been on Holy fire. Holy crap. Carson Kelly, Christian Vasquez, Buster Posey. I mean, it's been it's been a decent year for some backstops. Wilson sure. Ramos. Wilson Ramos. Well, I don't know what the fuck that was. I, that, I, I want him tested. I want a piss test on Wilson Ramos. Come on. Gary Come Sanchez, on. though? No. And he's losing fuck. playing time, man. That's... You know, I didn't take him. In, I think I took him in one draft Champions League. Mm-hmm. Um, but man, like you could have seen this coming, man. Um, you know, I, he's never hit for average. So like, I, why I, would I, you, you know, I was fine with him not hitting for average. You know, fine. Be a catcher who hits me, you know, hit me 25 to 30 home runs and do it with the 240 average. Your counting stats outweigh your batting average, and I'm okay with that. I never thought that he was like a fucking 208 hitter, which apparently he is. Yeah, I mean, 186, 232, 147, now 182. Although I, I didn't realize his strikeouts are down, actually. Mm-hmm. But still. But you know what is up is Higashioka's home run count. Yeah. And he's, and he's what, a better I think, defender. Isn't this the fourth start for him in like seven games? Yeah, he's he's the better defender. And and he's hitting well. Why 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 wouldn't you use him? You know what they probably should do, or what they might do. They might put uh, Stanton out in the outfield a little bit, start Higashioka behind the mound, and uh, and put Gary Sanchez as a, as a DH. You might do that, but do you really want to risk Stanton getting hurt? He's gonna get hurt anyway, dude. Isn't he? Yeah, but is it? Don't the chances of him go up? substantially playing the outfield sure, as opposed sure, to just sure, being sure. the DH? They do. Of course they do. I mean, I mean you got to do something, uh, you know, you can't sit there and, and sacrifice, uh, uh, you know, listen, you can't sacrifice your, your play behind the plate. You need a good pitch framer. You need a guy who's good at blocking the plate. Uh, you need a guy who's not going to have a bunch of fucking pass balls. And, and Gary Sanchez just is not a good defensive catcher. And that's a big deal. I mean, he calls an average game. You know, the only reason that he's there regularly is because that dude's supposed to hit for fucking power. Yeah, and it is definitely not happening. So, no, which is uh, which interested is- to see what the bids are going to be this weekend. Because uh, I'm pretty sure people are going to bid on uh, Higashioka. Higashioka! Yogi! I would not spend a lot, but no, I guarantee I you there are going to be people who do it. Um, yeah, well, I mean, because you're always going to have yeah. Adam uh, remind me on Sunday at church to thank God for making fools. It's a classic story. It's a tale as old as time. Oh, you know what? Here, I want to ask you this one. Ready? I asked I asked Bowden this one today and I put him on the I really put him on the spot because he's actually friendly with the guy. What the fuck are we doing with Tony LaRussa? Oh dude, he is just brutal, man. 
Just absolutely brutal. I mean, we all knew at the time that it was a mistake. Like, why are you bringing this guy back? I mean, games passed him by, man. And then you let Giolito stay in there when he was clearly out of gas. <laughs> he's not been playing Andrew Vaughn. I mean, I guess he's forced to now with all the injuries they have. But, yeah, I, I think most people felt this was going to be a disaster. You, you felt that way when he was hired, right? I did. I did. I, you know, I mean, I, I, you know, try to be respectful, but I mean, I, <laughs> we, we, we know what's going on here with Tony and uh, yeah, I, I agree with you. The game has passed him by and that's, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. Are they letting DeGrom out for the seventh or pulling him? I don't know. He's close to hundred pitches. Pavet is out and they have first and second. Two out, Dominic Smith hits a ball about five feet. Dude, if DeGrom does not fucking get this win, if they don't start hitting, come on. Come on. So mm. He's at 93 pitches through six. All right. Well, I'll tell you what. We're going to sweat that one out, but I got to get out out of here because if I'm going to go meet up with you later on on Sirius XM, I'm going to have to grab some grub. Uh, folks, check out Adam Ronis's Ronis Bonus uh, over at FantasyAlarm.com. Dissecting Hot Starts. That's the uh, the title of the article. We uh, we covered a bunch of the pitchers, but there are a few names there that we have not touched, and you're going to need to know uh, what to do. Uh, also, for the NFL draft tonight, right, Thursday night, um, Tune in, go to fantasyalarm.com slash draft central, pick by pick, instant analysis uh, for our draft tracker, reaction videos. And then, of course, at the end of the first round, it is the debut of a new show at Fantasy Alarm, a new talk show called Getting Buzzed. So that's going to do it for us here tonight. As always, big thank you to you guys for, uh, for listening. Adam, any final words? Enjoy the draft. <laughs> enjoy the draft that was that was beautiful that was absolutely beautiful adam ronis everybody <laughs> for adam i'm howard bender this has been Andy up we'll catch you next time